You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Yo, welcome back to Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. We're on the second hour of the show. Remember, we have in six days on Monday, February 6th, we'll be at the fabulous, cozy, short rest tavern inside Tucson Games and Gadgets up on the second floor of Tucson Mall. Please join us. Mark is going to be an amazing host and a great of a variety of vino and then local beers and meads, of course, for a tavern, for God's sakes. And then uh, it's going to be catered by our good friend Malta Joe, uh, Maltese delicacies, as we like to say. Please join us on Monday at Games and Gadgets. If you can let me know you're coming at Wake Up Tucson comments at gmail.com. So uh, let's go to right to the phone, 790-2040, a friend of the show, Grover Norquist. Grover, welcome back, sir. Hey, Chris. Doing well. Good to be with you. Um, so we've talked to a variety of our Congress people, including our newest Juan Siscomani. We talked to Andy Biggs. We've talked to the ultimate numbers wonk, David Schweikert. Where does uh, uh, yes. where does uh, where does Mister Norquist? Uh, which what would you what strategy, as GW would say, would you suggest to the House Republicans and Senate people when it comes to debt limits and what's going on with this whole latest budget sure. kerfuffle? Here's the good news. Ten years ago, 2011 and 2013, we did exactly this, exactly this. We had a Democrat president, a Republican House, narrowly, and a Democrat Senate. That, the, the chessboard was laid out just the way it is now. And the other team said, oh, you can't negotiate that. The Democrats and the press, the other team, uh, you, you can't attach anything to that ceiling. It's never done. Actually, half the time it's done. Uh, you can't wait till the last minute because everyone will die and we'll lose our credit rating, and everyone will want to buy Chinese bonds. Well, we've gone to the last minute. Matter of fact, the Democrats have gone to the last minute when the House and the Democrats, both Democrats, were fighting over what to steal and who to give it to until the last minute. You know, so they, they weren't doing, dealing with saving the nation. They, they were into pork. And so, yeah, they've done this before. You know, we've done six months of negotiating on it. We've uh, said, yes, we have to have spending. And here's the good news. Here's the good news. Sixty-three percent of the American people want a spending limit of some sort attached to debt ceiling. And 10 years ago, it was 62 percent. So it's climbing. Okay, (laughs) so the American people want to do what the Republicans want to do. We've done it before. Obama blessed the idea of having they wanted two point. The Democrats want two point four trillion debt ceiling increase. The Republicans said, sure, we'll do that for you. We're easy. All we need is two point four trillion. In, in reduction in spending from your present plans, okay? So we're not talking about cutting the budget by $2.4 trillion tomorrow, but over a 10-year period from present plans, let's bring it down. Uh, and we got exactly that after the Democrats said, why don't we get Social Security and Medicare? Would you help us do that? Can you imagine the press conference, the Republicans said, we've now agreed to do this, and they turn around, the Democrats left. <laughs> just, not just standing out there going... Uh, am I in the middle of traffic here? So did did we real did we realize the two, did we actually realize the two point four trill over the ten years ten years later? More, more. Here's the interesting thing: there was a little divot in there where the spending went down instead of up slowly, and where it went down, the defense people had a minor hissy fit, and this is why uh, Obama was sure that we'd fold. 
we didn't fall. What we did was we had a, a minor tweak in one of the entitlement programs just out, you know, into eternity, which gave us something of the value of net present value, three trillion. We got more in the fix in terms of today, it would, if you had three trillion, you could pay all of the stuff that they were not going to do. So we actually dropped our net indebtedness by three trillion in that little tweak. Plus the 2.4 was largely accomplished and it was very, very helpful. The, the left went nuts, which is why they're going to go, we can't do this again. We can't do this again. Let's not play this game. I think the Republicans, as long as they can hold, this is where Biggs can, can make a difference. He's very big with the uh, Freedom Caucus. If he says, we're going to provide 218 for the best deal we can, that actually gets us at least as much spending as, as that ceiling. And we'd, we'd love more. I, I, I want more. You know, I want 10 times more. But if we can get that, we will deliver the 218. Then the Republican leadership can go in and negotiate with Biden and win. If people are wandering around going, well, we don't know if we like that. It's not perfect. We're not going to vote for it. Then McCarthy has no cards at all. And that Biggs and the Freedom Caucus get to decide. Does McCarthy go in and be able to dictate? We have to have this. Or does he have standing behind him a bunch of people going, well, you do something, but we'll think about it. We'll have to second guess. You can't second guess the negotiation. It never happens. So that's what people did for Boehner the last time. And was that everything that I could imagine in a fantasy? Uh, well, if I forgot the Constitution, let the president veto things and that the Senate got to vote on things, I could imagine better. But given that I'm fairly aware that the Constitution exists and the president vetoes things and the Democratic Senate can say no, it was a very good deal 10 years ago. It'd be a good deal this time. And it's not. I think we can explain very easily to the American people because we have to explain it through and around the press. The press will lie the whole time about what's happening. And we need something so simple that the American people go, I understand what that is. What are the press complaining about? That's what my, that's always my concern more than ever, right, is that 63% who want this, right, are they ever going to find out that we did it and why we did it? Yes, yes. And, and, and what we're doing is actually what they asked for because it'll be portrayed as, you know, they've been announcing that we want to get so straight in Medicare. Nobody suggested that except the Democrats. And they quote each other saying that that's what the Republicans want to do. <laughs> so very good that both Mitch McConnell and uh, Kevin McCarthy both said, we're not touching Social Security and Medicare. That was the first trick they tried 10 years ago, and we said, we're not playing with you. Then the, the, we said, this time we're not. Then they came back and said, well, what you mean is $2.4 trillion in deficit reduction? Read, some, all of it can be taxes. How about that? And that is what they wanted. At the end of the day, I ran into uh, Kerry, the Democrat uh, Kerry of Massachusetts, who was leading the Democrat fight in the Senate. And he said, Grover, we're so close to a deal. We're $1.2 trillion away from doing it. And here's what we want. $1.4 trillion in taxes. And so let me get this straight. We're $1.2 <laughs> short. <laughs> and you want it not only all to be taxes, but you want more. Oh, yes, because the president needs another $400 billion in stimulus in a spending reduction package. These people were not serious. <laughs> That was their position. I said, you know what? I'll see what I can do. Well, um, you mentioned the other dirty S word, which is the Senate. What's the, what, what's the dynamics at the Senate that you see that, you know, needs, something needs to happen here to be uh, a positive win for the taxpayer? Well, there are seven Democrats running in red seats, and there's some that may not uh, run again. So they're more endangered ones. Uh, we have a more coherent Senate campaign this time. Uh, and I think we are very likely to take the Senate. So the Democrats, they gave us the deal we got with Obama to save Obama in the next election. And it worked, by the way. It worked. 
Um, they're going to try and save that Senate. I think we can do two things. I can't think we can um, get the spending down and get some Democrat votes for it, because you have to have 60 votes to pass something in the Senate if somebody wants to filibuster. And you know that the liberals, liberals <laughs> the most radical guys over there, will want to filibuster. Uh, so we're going to need 60 votes. We're going to need a lot of scared Democrats. And the good news is that there are scared Democrats in, uh, in the Senate. I don't know how they expect to win in Ohio, increasingly red. I don't expect to see how they expect to win in Montana. I mean, there are a whole series of states that are increasingly difficult or impossible for them to get a senator across the finish line. All right, my last question. I know you got to go. Um, the um, with, let's say let's say Cinema and Mansion are, are are on board with this, right? Could they could could you could you do the reconciliation thing without like they did in the old right. day to get something done? Yeah, reconciliation requires a majority in the Senate, but you're suggesting they could give that to us. Oh, no, but they can't. Remember, those two would still get you to fifty fifty. And the Democrat vice president would stop it. And the president has to agree, too. You really need all three, president, uh, majority in the Senate, and a majority in the House. we got the House. We don't have the Senate. And we certainly don't have the presidency. Gotcha. So real progress on these things, on entitlements and reforming them in a way that uh, is a good idea and will stick and that people will be happy with, that requires a Republican House, which we should be able to strengthen in, uh, in the next two years, a Republican Senate, which as long as we just do things right, we should be able to do. And we need to win a president. We need to win the presidency. What's what's an important date coming up that we should be paying attention to when it comes to this debt limit stuff? Yeah. About six months from now. Okay. We'll move around to that, but it's, it's six months from now. All right. All right. Grover, get to your meeting. Thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate it. You got it. Thank you. Later, Miko. Uh, that's uh, Grover Norquist. He's the head of Americans for Tax Reform. Check out ATR.org to find out more about what they're doing. Uh, when we come back, uh, I got a lot of local stuff that we got to cover before uh, Kevin Daly gets here. Uh, we have a listener who sent me an email about a homeless campfire on Swan and Fort Lowell. We'll talk about that. We have uh, what percentage of federal employees are still working from home? That number is magical. That number is way magical. So you're on Wake Up Tucson, 10 third of the voice, local news and talk. That's the name of a guitarist for Whitesnake, right? Andrian Vandenberg. I wonder if he knows Austin Vandehaden. Oh, he knows Austin. Don't you worry. 723 in the morning. Christy Simone, Matthew ESQ, and we have our friend Kevin Daly here, Tucson Crime Free. Good morning, Chris. What's up, amigo? Oh, it's, <laughs> it's going to be a beautiful day, I'm sure. I'm going to bring that microphone a little higher to get the full dulcet tone action. Ooh. Okay. Oh, look at this oh, guy. Oh, I like that. Much better. Much <laughs> better. So, um... I know you guys were participating in the the pit. I th- I thought it was the people in trouble, but it's the point in time homeless count. That's correct. Yeah, we uh, who we puts went. this on? Who who actually the, the, does the data get go to and put it together and present it? Um, I believe it's a U of A group called the uh, Arizona Center to um, end the homelessness. Um, and um, yeah, it's a it's it's basically a, a way to get a count of or get an indicator of the number the number of homeless people out there and i'm and that data is used in numerous ways which i can't really i'm not an expert on how that data is used but it is it is used to to try to quantify the problem at least at some level so what's the official pro- process of doing 
such a thing. So what, what are you supposed to do? Um, well, uh, we have a survey um, of uh, questions that are put together, um, and uh, we have a little training ahead of time, you know, and uh, uh, we just go through and we, uh, if, if somebody is willing to engage with us, uh, we ask them questions and um, we submit the data. So what kind of questions are you asking these folks? Well, some of the questions are, you know, um, you know, I think one of the main questions is, um, is this, you know, are, uh, it, it's based on, have you been homeless, homeless last night? Did you sleep, you know, where did you sleep last night and were you homeless? Um, one of the biggest things um, I think that was interesting was the... The question about um, are you uh, how uh, is this the first time you've experienced homelessness and and then the next question is uh, how how long have you been ho- homeless and it's interesting how in a lot of these cases people have been living this lifestyle for a really long time yep. years I mean you know because one one of you know one we would ask them. Uh, is this the first time you've been homeless? Yes. And then they would say for seven years. So it, it tells you that they're stuck in some sort of cycle. Sure. And it's and it's really distressing. Well, and some people have gotten to a point where they prefer this lifestyle. Um, I'm not well, saying it's right, but, you know, I've heard this from the Gospel Rescue folks. You'd have that guy who would come in, get a hot meal and a shower, and go right back to his place in the wash. Right. Well... I think, we haven't even gotten to the drug angle yet. Yeah, well, but see that the, that's it. I mean, you know what what we can see. It's very clear that they're stuck in a, a, a cycle of addiction. I mean, um, there uh, we have no doubt that that we're not experts, but we 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 know what we can see. You know, it's kind of like what the Supreme Court says. You know about certain things. You know, I recognize it when I see it. You know, and and I mean, obviously, people. These are people in crisis. Sure. Right, I mean, uh, people don't. You know, everybody says people don't just choose to live this way. You know, there's a reason, and um, I think it's important to recognize that uh, people are in crisis, and um, and just like your children. I mean, I look at it this way: um, it's kind of like your children. Uh, you don't just continue to find ways to. Um, keep enabling that behavior if you see they're in a cycle of destructive behavior or uh in danger um you 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 guide them and sometimes it's it's tough love right you know that it gets them out of that cycle well you you do have to break the cycle right we need to break the cycle but they're so they're so freaked out on the narcotics right right they they can't think straight right you know like if, if you're not if you're hopefully there comes a point in time when you're not under the influence of a narcotic that you say, man, I hit bottom and I got to do something. Yeah. Well, um, right? you know, well, what was interesting was, you know, I think that there's, there's many, many reasons why, you know, we all understand that there's many reasons why people behave certain ways, but, um, and then they get into a cycle or, um, I mean, one lady we talked to, um, which isn't uncommon. Um, she, uh, she had some sort of, um, issue with her back. Uh, we we talked about you know one of the questions is about why uh, you know why aren't you able are you able to hold down a job you know what happened but anyway um, she basically said that you know I had an injury 
um, she, you know, people aren't completely forthcoming, right? They won't tell you everything, but, but it, it kind of sounds like she was going down the road of, I've had an injury. I took some, something to ease the pain and I got into a cycle, right? you know, and I, I think that that's not an uncommon, you know, from whatever, what we've read in so many of the other things and in, in, in over the years, we found out years. how much, you know, the prescriptions that come from your doctor can create a lot of harm. Right. Right. And so we see, you know, we, we can see that. We can see that that's definitely a factor. Where did you guys uh, do your? We got about a minute till break. Where did you guys do your? What area were you guys in? Well, we were on the uh, the north northwest side, uh, pretty much north of um, Miracle Mile, um, all the way up to you know maybe uh, Ruthroff area, Ruthroff, uh, maybe as far as Orange Grove, but um, and then as far west as maybe uh, La Cunada. And uh, how so, many? Uh, we're going to go to break, but how many people did you guys count? We, I think, uh, total, we probably counted um, maybe about 30. Okay. 35. All right. When we come back, Kevin's going to tell you what they found. Sounds like something I have a movie. Under the Streets of Tucson mm-hmm. is where it's going down. So, TucsonCrimeFree.com, you should sign up for their newsletter. How many people are part of this organization right well, now? Well, we're, we're, uh, we're touching 2,700 now. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, hold that, hold that phone. Uh, well, actually, if you want to call, 790-2040. Kevin Daly, Tucson Crime Free. Wake up 733 in the morning. It's a little Phil Manzanera. Shock Jock Radio, as we like to say, which gets uh, Kevin people like Kevin in trouble coming on Shock Jock Radio is what we've heard. So. Well, we'll, we'll risk it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, it's, it's, it. it's cool. It's cool. Uh, you know, you, you, uh, uh, Chris, you've been so good at... Uh, I mean, it, it's important to... Um, have have a way to get the message out about important issues and um you're doing you're doing a good thing i i was just telling someone who just moved here in the last few months and they're trying to understand this you know crime and what's going on and i tell them to go listen to three uh things on our youtube page one is the interview i did with chad kasmar mm-hmm. right and talking about staffing levels and where they're at on certain things right then it's explain the pain with the tucson crime free coalition right right and then it's my interview with nate foster the detective talking about how broken staffing is. Right, right. Uh, and you'll know everything you need to know. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we've we've got some serious structural issues. I remember. So we talk about the the bad driving in this town, right? <laughs> okay. We always talk about that, right? Though. So Chad Chad <laughs> said that when Magnus was here, they he got the motors down, the motor cops down to five. Right. Chad got it up to fifteen, but they're supposed to be at fifty minimum. Right, so that's if there's no consequences for bad driving, <sighs> right? And then when Narona happened and we were locking people down and they weren't on the roads, there were people driving around like maniacs because they thought, well, this is a wide, cushy road with nobody on it, <laughs> right? Oh, and then God forbid I'm watching The Bachelor on my phone at the same time. Oh, and I might be drunk or messed up on fentanyl. There well, we <laughs> yeah, you know, all, all, all. Uh, all challenges of the day, I suppose. You are correct. So you guys did this uh, point in time where you were counting homeless, mm-hmm. and you're in this area, uh, we call it Northern Pliskin Acres, is where you're, you guys were counting, Northwest mm-hmm. Pliskin Acres. So, what, what, so what, what are people not seeing? The typical Tucsonan who's just in their car, most likely, maybe walking on a sidewalk. What are they not seeing below? What's going Because those pictures that are on TucsonCrimeFree.com right now, are ama- I mean, I think I've seen all these. They're amazingly eye-opening. The yes. pictures that you guys have on there. Well, I think, I think, I think what you should see there is it. It. it it's. I mean, people are hunkered down for for the long term. 
I mean, um, yes. they've they've got some very elaborate structures and communities um, in very dangerous places. Yeah. And um, what's most disturbing about it is we are because we have informants <laughs> all through the city and the county. Um, everybody knows about it. Um, and it's just being allowed to continue. And so it's enabling behavior. Yeah, I was amazed by the density of structure and crap. Yes. Um, and you, you really realize amazing. that, you know, uh, I had not been, you know, this point in town count was really um, wonderful for me because um, wonderful in a, in, a, in a way that it supported what I was concerned about when... We started this whole thing. I was concerned about the fact that people were living in washes. And this wash, this flowing wells wash, is a raging river. I mean, it, it gathers water from as far as Country Club. Sure. And, um, uh, and it washes all that stuff into the Santa Cruz. And I've got the video, you know, and, and the videos are on our, <laughs> on our webpage and all that. And this, that's why, you know, originally um, I was concerned about this because we had these people living in the wash and um, the city of Tucson wasn't doing anything. They weren't, they didn't seem distressed about it at all, even when we were publicizing it, even when we were on the news. But these people are in literal danger because this wash is nasty. Well, we, I mean, we saw the videos from the last big uh, rain thing that happened uh, starting on MLK weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Where literally these people are trapped right. in the middle while the water is blowing Well, that's by. what I thought we were going to have last monsoon season um, is those images. Um, but the, the point is, is that uh, uh, all that stuff is, is clogging up. Um, I mean, you see that stuff, and I know that there's more there than there ever was, but that stuff is literally going to clog up um, the the drainage channels. Um, and you know, um, well, they'll tell you that you know the city was well, that's Pima County's problem. They take no, care of washes. No, actually, it's it's the city of Tucson problem. It's, it is. It's, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, they own they own all that. Um, Within the city, within the city, um, they physically own it. They don't spiritually own it. <laughs> yeah, they don't. <laughs> uh, the yeah, difference. they don't overtly uh, uh, call it out as theirs. Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, what's really, um, I think there's there's two dynamics about the reaction to this, right? And like I said, twenty seven hundred members. You're moving. You're getting more things done in any business well, advocacy me, thing that well, I've ever well, seen. Let me, let me tell you something. Um, we never intended, we, we thought that this, when we first started this coalition, we thought it was going to be, hey, let's, let's collaborate, let's create a regional um, uh, effort to, to address these, these problems, right? And we thought it would be like, hey, let's, let's let you know that we're concerned about this. But it, it, every, every step along the way, um, except for the county, um, except for the supervisors Bronson, Christie, and Scott, um, uh, they we have to like continue to spoon feed um, uh, every every solution because people just they, they don't take the cue. You know, um, we've been we've been advised that you guys should step back <laughs> and you should you should just say what you you know what the problem is and let people fix it. But we did that. We tried that at first, and then we found out that they just couldn't weren't couldn't take the next step. Well, you're 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 in the right. As we like to say, if you're not taking flack, you're not over the target, right? And there's two dynamics of this of your efforts, which I find I'm not surprised, 
but it's mildly disturbing, right? So the people who, for some reason, want to take a much softer stance on the drug criminality side of this. And that's what's driving all this, Chris. I'm serious. I mean, it's not um, it's it's not homeless first. It's drugs first. I mean, we are we are literally the fentanyl's winning. It's winning and it's going to keep winning. We're we're gonna lose if we don't address the cause. Uh, one of the one of the biggest causes and one of the biggest crises we've ever seen, if not the biggest. No, it's true. The 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 most important chamber of commerce is the fentanyl chamber of commerce. Mm-hmm. It rules the roost in this in this in this city right now. And you know, um, we've seen um, we saw a news report, and I actually heard about it before. But they're talking about another. Um, addictive drug coming and it's um um uh they called it frankenstein which is even 40 times more uh i mean oh my god you know i mean i mean isn't that isn't that the natural progression it just seems like you know they keep they just keep upping the ante right well we we need to get together and what i don't like is we've had we've had officials who keep referring back to the september 15th meeting Mm mm-hmm Right, which that's was, ancient history. Right, but they keep—they're still talking about yeah, it. Yeah, and and it's also it's also exactly what it was. It was the public speaking and saying we've got a problem. Please listen to us. Well, the problem was you had a couple of people that went a little over the top. Yeah, but that's we had a couple happen. of people running for office, which that's was called, Wadsack and Jonestown free, grandstanding. That's called free right? speech, though. I, I'm with you. I'm with. I, we trust me. We know about exercising free speech around here. <laughs> That's a reference to Friday show. Now, um, so the other thing, too, is, again, back to, and sad to say one of the supervisors was talking about this, how when you guys came in in force, right, and had yeah. your, your two- to three-hour call to the public, right. sad to say Dr. Hines got pissed off at you guys, right, because he, 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 missed, kept, he missed the point. He did miss the point, right? Because they would say, look, they would talk about criminality. They would say the word homeless. That's mm-hmm. part of the, uh, the people who are attacking them are homeless. Yeah. That's just life, yes. right? Yes. But he said, you know, he made it sound like they were attacking, the, I, I keep saying it, the mom with three kids who got priced out of her apartment. It's not it. There's solutions for people right. in that situation. <laughs> right. There, there's a place to take those people. Correct. Th- th- those are the easy ones. And he got so pissed about it. And I got to give our boy Josh Jacobson some credit. Oh, God, Josh. <laughs> Josh, Josh at the last call to the audience. Josh, uh, Josh did a great job. Um, he asked. He he just let uh, Doctor Hines know that he he just missed the point. Yeah. And um, you know we, we're not kidding. Um, we'll you know we'll take him down and we'll show him. Um, if he, we don't know if he has actually seen what we've seen. Sure. And he has an invitation to come with us anytime, and we'll take him and show him what we see. This, this and that it's it's not what he's describing. And there's also that see no evil, hear no evil, right? They, right. they are literally have their hands over their... It reminds me of the uh, in the Planet of the Apes when uh, Charlton Heston starts mm-hmm. talking to this council of science. Mm-hmm. I remember they all... The, the guy puts his hands over his ears and because he, he doesn't want to hear Charlton Heston talking the monkey, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what some of these elected officials and non-elected officials are doing is they're just covering their ears and they don't want to see the misery... And we'll just, we'll just say, oh, homeless first. House, we'll get the house first. That's fine. We don't have to deal with this dirty drug thing later. Well, or uh, criminals or I, cops. I, I truly believe that, that you know, people are, uh, are, want to be kind, right? Now, they want 
they want to do the right thing. But the problem is, is the kind of policies that are in place now don't address crime and they don't address accountability. We hold our kids accountable, right? And we hold the... And, Some and, parents do. Well, I know, but uh, parents... <laughs> Responsible parents. Parents, parents <laughs> who end up with kids with good outcomes... Correct. Um, ...hold their kids accountable for their behavior. Yep. Um, we, as a society, have that same responsibility. People have to be held accountable. Otherwise, we don't have a healthy society. All right, hold that thought. Let's go to break, Matt. You're on Wake Up Tucson. We're talking to Kevin Daly. Go to TucsonCrimeFree.com, Tucson Crime Free Coalition. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter and become a member. They're uh, closing in on 3,000 members. And at the same time, they have such an amazing... There is an energy about this group that I've, I've never seen in the last 20 years of Tucson. So they're... There are people who are hurting, and there are people who are hurting so bad right now that they're willing to take action, and we're getting there. So, 790-2040 if you have any questions or comments. All right. You're on the Wake Up Tucson show, 1030 Voice, local news and talk. Uh, one of the listeners, David, uh, just sent me an email. Uh, just want to let you know there was a fire in the homeless camp on Swan and Fort Lowell, northwest of Swan and Fort Lowell, last night at 6 p.m. No one was injured. It was pretty good-sized fire that could have spread to my neighbor's house or several businesses on Fort Lowell. Keep up the good work, David. So we, we, we were talking about fires with Josh the last time he was on here. And oh, yeah. Um, the, <clears throat> one thing that was very, very prevalent in every in pretty much all the encampments we went to, I mean, we, went, we went to more than one... Um, uh, area it wasn't just in the wash. We actually went uh, north, and then um, you know over the over the years we've uh, we you know we spent time at Estevan Park. I mean it's all the same. It's pretty much all the same. And yeah, I mean every one of them has a warming fire pit, sure you know, right by it. So and you know I understand that, but again, um, my when, favorite, my when favorite is, one was that fire next to La Frontera. Yeah. Under, underneath the tarp. That was next to Cope. Oh, Cope. Yeah, it was right. next to Cope over yeah. there uh, right off of Oracle. It's like, it's like, oh, crazy, crazy. <laughs> this stuff is just allowed to happen. You know, um, we, we, you and I can't set a fire in public without getting arrested, right? So what can the, what can the listeners do to help? I want to, I want to, I want to leave on a, on a, on a note well, of, of call to action and where well, we call to been. action. Hey, we have some really, uh, we have a really exciting thing uh, going on on our website. Now we have the, uh, um, we have more of a blog format now. Um, we have all the old newsletters available, but under our newsletter, uh, we have a blog format that allows people to comment. Oh. So, um, what's cool about it is that, uh, people are commenting like crazy and it, and they're telling the stories that they were telling us in email. So they're actually putting it out there. It's a public forum. Um, so we encourage people, you know, tell your story, tell your story, keep it, keep it, you know, keep it factual as much as you can. I mean, you know, we're emotional, you know, everybody's emotional, but what really, what really resonates with people is when you tell a story, tell your story, um, uh, explain your pain, right? Explain your pain. Uh, and you can do Correct. it on our website now. So, and, we, and we're going to share it. It's going to be there for, it's a community forum. Uh, Matt made an amazing uh, clip of all the explain the pains. I think it's about 19 minutes, mm -hmm. right? And that's something that if you go on the Wake Up Tucson page, go find it and go share it with nine, 10 people on your email list. And we'll have it on our we'll have it on our uh, our webpage too. You know, and just because 
they they can they can kind of hear it from big big mouths like me on the sh- on the radio but when you hear it from those folks nobody understands it when from uh, like the person telling the story the know? guy who broke my heart was the Edmonds automotive guy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right there were a lot of heartbreaking stories in yeah, there right but you know it's, his wife was here with him right right and she said on the air we literally had the discussion with our husband just close the business and get out of there cuz your life's not worth Right. Owning a business. Right. Um, right. And that's not okay. That's horrible. That's not okay. And how, how we got to that point um, where we can become so numb, you know, to people that are just, you know, laying on the street. I mean, like I said, back, I, I've said before that in 2019, you see somebody laying on the street, you call 911, they come and they take that person to a place where they can get the help they need. Now we just, now I don't, but people just look and they say, oh yeah, it's just a person drugged out on fentanyl. Is that humanitarian? No. I, it's just, I, I don't understand. I don't understand the mentality. We, we, we can't continue this. So in the end, right, so let's talk about the, you have a, 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 this center that you're working on with the county. Yes. I know you've gotten great support from Jan Lesher. Oh, yeah. And county, county is, and the county is leading the way. Um, you know, they, they, they really understand that we're fighting, we're fighting a fentanyl problem. We're yeah. fighting a drug, a, an addiction problem that is fueling crime. And um, uh, they are helping so much uh, uh, push the needle forward. And we are creating this transition center. And it's, 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 it's a roller coaster. I got to admit it, Chris. It's a roller coaster. Well, you're building We're, something that's never happened before. It's never happened before. And we are literally, you know, uncovering, you know, every step of the way, we're uncovering these inefficiencies of government. I mean, Chris... We should be getting paid for this. And I don't, don't, I'm not, not asking for that. I'm just saying that, holy cow, people, you know how much people pay to have outside people come in and, you know, how much government pay, they pay these experts to come in and, and tell them what's wrong. We're doing it for free. <laughs> and uh, and um, uh, so but they're none, getting... None of those experts would work as hard as you guys. They would not work and they wouldn't be nearly as passionate as we are. But we are uncovering things, you know, like we uncovered with the uh, pretrial services. And we found a way to reach hundreds of people a month now with this new model of a transition center where people will get access to the services that when they need, whether they're being arrested and released or released from jail. Right. You know, which is a service that we never, we didn't even know that was needed, but holy cow. Well, a couple of different nonprofits that I, I, I interact with have said, one of the best things that ever happens for people is when they're directed by a judge that you have to go get treatment. And that those are the ones that, that can't work because they're scared. They can't believe this happened. The judge tells them to go for treatment. And they seem to have a pretty good success rate with those folks. But it seems like that that sentencing doesn't happen as well. Well, you know what that's know. called? It's called holding people accountable. Right. Right? <laughs> right. And and I mean what a concept, right? Yeah. Uh the good news is is we are our dance card is just full. Uh everybody wants to talk to us. Um, we are, uh, I, I gotta, I'm going to announce this right now, Chris. This is your, oh, yeah. Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> uh, we have uh, the town of Sarita, uh, the town of Marana, and the town of Oro Valley just saying, we're ready to come to your summit. Yeah. And I mean, they, they just said flat out, we're, so we're, bringing, are, we're bringing our town manager and our mayor. So Crime Free is trying to put together. A, no, we're not trying. We are. are we putting together we a are having a summit. We're going to have a public safety summit. And who's who's going to be there? So far, um, so far we have obviously Pima County, 
and Oro Valley, uh, Marana, and um, Sarita. Um, and um, we haven't actually sent out the invitations um, yet, but but we we did some pre work has been done. So we're we're going full steam ahead. Has and, anyone said they're not coming? Um, no, okay. no one has said they're not coming. And um, and of course, even until the day the summit happens, there will be a chair for each of the people that we invite, and their name will be on that chair. Yep. And. We hope they fill it. Yeah, we, we want, they're, they're welcome to fill it. And it's about, basically, this is about not solving the problem. It's about coming together and agreeing on what the problem is and guidelines, an MOU, a Memorandum of Understanding, 10 points. Well, that's the right, 10, that's 10 the first points. step. And it's, it's basically, it's a summit to agree that we're going to shape policies based on these problems that we see. And um, we're going to work together on a regional basis. Um, let's take a quick call. And we'll go. This is Chris. He cleans windows on the streets of Tucson, so he's one of our eyes and ears on the streets. Chris, you're on with Kevin Daly. What's up, bud? Got about a hey, minute and a half. Show. Hi, Chris. Great show. Great show. Um, you guys have been talking about pain. I want to talk about let's make some gains. And my, my idea, just from my job and what I see, is cannot we have a task force to reclaim these thousands of shopping carts everywhere and that would be a good start for pushback and just to make them illegal you can't have them they're stolen property i have seen people that actually buy shopping carts but it's like a woman that's shopping they do have carts you can buy but these are all you name it target and they're stolen property so that would be a good place to start is get all these carts I, I know I, I know I make fun of them, Chris, but I take it serious, and this no, is a serious issue. You know, you're 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 speaking from my heart. I mean, I I I, <laughs> I'm I on my street and in my neighborhood, I have been known to uh, load up on a Saturday morning and go collect carts and go take them back because I just get tired waiting for the city to pick them up because I do report. God bless them. you. I do report them, and I just get tired of it. But um, I, I agree with you 100%. Shopping carts, um, you can even read national articles about, you know, people are just fed up. It's a symptom. And it, 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 it's, um, it's, a, it's something that makes our neighborhoods look trashy. It's also why your potato chips are like $5 a bag now. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, tech- guys. Go ahead. You can call 1-800-THE-CART also. It's, it, it doesn't happen fast enough. Ah. Uh. All right, Chris, thanks for the call. Uh, Kevin Daly, keep up the great work. Keep us updated. And I think I'd like to do one more Explain the Pain show before uh, February's over. We have lots of pain to explain. All right, so before you leave, (laughs) let's work out a date that we can do it. I'm ready. We'll aim to make it happen. We're ready. All right, Chris, thanks for the call. And uh, Kevin, TucsonCrimeFree.com. Keep up the good work. Thank you. You too, Chris. Thanks, buddy. All right, you're on Wake Up Tucson, 10th of the Voice, local news and talk.